welcome to the Tempest Rising podcast, adding a little thunder to your week. I'm your host Celeste, creator of Project Tempest, bringing you this free training to help you optimize your existence and own your store. Today's topic, the best coach I ever had. This is episode 44 a lot of episodes that means I've done episodes every week for 44 weeks it's impressive we'll get to we'll get to 50 episodes soon anyway so today's topic is the best coach I ever had now I know there's going to be a lot of people who I have worked with in various formats curious to see if I'm talking about them Um, But this is about a golf coach I had when I was young. So if you weren't part of my golfing world, you can relax. I'm not talking about you. Um, But to give you a little bit of context, when I was young, probably around 12-ish, I started playing golf. And I had, I don't want to say natural talent because natural talent is a bit of a funny thing, but I had a a reasonable level of ability. It wasn't amazing, but... I could hit the ball, I had a decent swing, I could put it out there with some distance, Um, so I showed some promise, and I quickly progressed into the junior county squad, um, then on into the team, I was a captain at one point, Um, I won a lot of club championships, um, all kinds of things, achieved county honours, I even made it into the England squad at one point. So it was inevitable that I would work with a lot of different coaches throughout the years, Um, you know, from different schemes, all kinds of things. And my dad always did his best to try and make sure I was able to get the best coaching available. He'd drive me to tournaments um, or to coaching sessions all the way across the country after doing night shifts, and then he'd sleep in the car so I could... uh, take part in the tournaments or have the coaching sessions it was actually a massive legend and despite all the f- the fights that we would have on the golf course and then when we got home I'm actually really grateful for everything that he did to help me and I know that he probably wanted me to do well more than I wanted to do well um, but anyway even as I decided to turn pro and even after turning pro I kept up coaching I kept having lessons I kept working on things because I'm a firm believer in coaches having coaches because it's the only way to keep getting better and to keep leveling up because there's always going to be someone better than you. You need to learn from them until you surpass them and you find someone else and so on and so forth. Um, And I've had the opportunity of working with some amazing coaches um, who I respect hugely for their talent, their knowledge, their coaching abilities and the businesses that they've built. And there were a few that I spent quite a lot of time with, um, while there are others that were one-offs, um, maybe from within the county training, or some that I just sought out personally um, to go and see because I knew they were really good. If I were to get lessons now, um, I do have an idea of who I'd choose already. There's probably two I'd choose from, but I'm not sure if one of them is even coaching anymore, so <laughs> who knows. But back then... There was one coach that stands out amongst all of them as having the biggest impact for me. Um, His name was Mike Herbert, and he became the pro at the club I was a member at. So he was the club pro. Um, It wasn't for very long. 
I can't remember how long it was for, but it wasn't for very long. And most people will probably be surprised to hear me say that. But I worked with him quite early on um, and it was brief. But the difference was huge. My dad even still says, if you'd have stayed with Mike, you would have got better, faster and with a lot less struggle. And I really do think he's right with that. The lessons, whether that was on the course or on the driving range or on the short game area, were really basic. Um, you know, there was no technology, no cameras. Granted, it was 16, 17 years ago, so things were a bit different then. But still, it wasn't technical. It wasn't groundbreaking. It wouldn't even come close to what people are teaching nowadays. Realistically, it shouldn't have been better than the coaches I have worked with. I've worked with people who are experts in launch monitors, um, you know, body track, all this kind of amazing technology and stuff. But none of them come close to working with him. And it just comes down to one simple reason. It was because of how he made me feel about myself and about golf in general. When I was working with him, I had fun and I felt like he believed in me, which made it okay for me to believe in me. And I think the fact that he had a daughter who was my age and we were both working on the same kind of things made a huge difference because it meant he understood because golf was massively stressful for me. Plus, I was 13, 14. It, I was on massive hormones. Um, I was stressed out, you know, as you are at that age. But working with him, it was light and it was less stressful. And it was just really simple and enjoyable. So there's a huge lesson to take from this. And it's that feelings are everything. I like to compare this to the idea of affirmations. So... You can tell yourself over and over and over again that you are something. You can stand and stare in a mirror and tell yourself something. But if you don't feel it, then you're never going to believe it. And it won't help. I could have had lessons with some of the best in the business, and I did. But if it didn't make me feel a certain way, then it didn't matter. I wouldn't get the results I wanted, no matter what I did or what they told me, because what was going on in here wasn't right. What I needed back then... 16, 17 years ago, was different to what I would need now. And if I knew what I know now, back then, well, obviously cheesy thing to say, it would have been a different story. I would talk about my successes as a golf pro rather than my failures. Because how you feel is everything. It affects how you think, which affects how you act. When I was on a golf course, my emotions were all over the place. They were absolutely running rampant. And because of that, my thoughts were going around at a million miles an hour. I couldn't think straight. And then I just couldn't get my body to work. Even though I'd spent all of that time practicing and practicing and ingraining stuff, training the movement patterns, building the skills, I just couldn't do it. And it goes to show that feelings and thoughts will piss all over any kind of repetition. 10,000 hours is not enough to beat what's going on inside of you. I probably did more than 10,000 hours practice. I dread to think how much practice I used to do. I used to stand on the short game area practicing in the snow. I used to hit golf balls when it was baking hot in summer, up to my ankles in mud in the winter. It was hideous. So I definitely did more than my 10,000 hours. I dread to think how many golf balls I've hit in my life. Like, astronomical number. And it was never enough. I was still awful, in spite of all that practice despite all of that practice because of what was going on inside of me and you could you could see it if you were to watch me practicing 
you'd see the difference. I had different feelings, my thoughts were different, and the outcome was different. But as soon as I stepped on the golf course, that person disappeared, and it was just like a beginner that had never picked up a club before and couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. It was really bad, with the exception of a few good rounds here and there, which was obviously enough to compound and get me to where I could actually pass the tests and become a professional. Usually, some of the best rounds I remember were at my home club, and they actually played with uh, one of my favourite ladies called Rita, um, who I just liked being with. I liked being in her company, and she had a similar effect that, that Mike had on me. It's just that you feel good, so you think good, and then you play good. So it's a very simple process. It, it you know, it, it follows everything. Feelings first, thoughts, actions. When you're thinking about choosing coaches or people to work with, Um, or teams it doesn't really matter what respect it's in whether you are expecting to work with a coach who's going to help you or you're picking someone who's going to work under you for a team whatever you want to pick people who make you feel good you know and and who help you with that kind of stuff um you know you always want to consider how people make you feel if they make you feel crap then you probably shouldn't be working with them because at the end of the day, how you feel is the number one dictator of the results you get. So knowing what I know now, I could happily go to any of the coaches that I've worked with before and do well with them because I'm not reliant on others to make me feel better anymore. I can do it myself. But back then, I wasn't trained to do that. So I needed to be around people who could make me feel a certain way, who could make me feel good. And the same is probably true for you. You find a coach who makes you feel good, but then find one that will train you to do that for yourself and then you're on to a winner. At the end of the day, you are the only thing you've got and while it's great to be around people that make you feel good and to work with coaches that make you feel good because you will get better results, you can't rely on that, you can only rely on you. So whilst you're working with them, you need to be working on yourself as well and learning how to make yourself feel good and put yourself in that state without relying on them because they're human, they're not always going to be available or they're not always going to be able to make you feel how you want them to make you feel and it's not fair to expect that from them. You've got to learn to do that yourself. So your call to action today, if you're done with feeling shit and you're ready to step up and you know that I can help you with this, I can teach you how to feel good, how to be good, how to do good, then I want you to book some time with me. I have some slots open this week, so I want you to grab one and we'll set some time aside and we'll talk. I'm going to put the comment, uh, the link in the comments now. Get on it. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk and we'll see what we can do about training you to feel better. So that's everything for this week. There'll be a little live video on Thursday as per every week, continuing on with the Struggle Series bonuses. But that's it. I'm out. See you soon.